0: Hi everyone, I hope we are all doing really well, staying dry in this crazy weather that we're having right now. This is part nine of the Bridal Covenant. Um, if this is the first one you're looking at. We've been looking over the previous eight parts, what it is to be in a covenant with God, a marriage covenant with God. And part eight, we started looking at the two garments of the Bride of Christ. We looked at the garment of righteousness. And we looked at what it meant to be ready what does it mean uh, to be made ready on the inside and on the outside and we talked about what it is to have this inner life to be in this sanctificational life by his spirit and faith in the truth where we are maturing in christ within us where we are coming to the fullness of the life of christ in us where we have his nature we have his character we have his power and we talked about how that is the maturing and the formation of christ's life within us paul said he is in labor again until christ's life is formed within us and this is the whole reason for the purpose of sanctification to bring us into christ's likeness On the inside of us. And that is half the part. And the second part is the external reality where we're looking at this fine linen garment, which is the righteous acts of the saints. So, the righteous acts of the saints is, in fact, the fine linen garment that the bride will be given just before the wedding ceremony with her and Christ. And it is important that we understand this is a two-part reality which meshes into one truth. God said, or Jesus said in John, I pray that you would be one as me and the Father are one. It also says before the great commandment, hear, O Israel, that the Lord is one. It is essential that we take the two parts, the inner life and the external life, and we bring them into one life. It's important to note also that the bride is not made ready in heaven, but on earth. Let me say that again. It is critical that we understand that the bride of Christ is not made ready in heaven, but on earth. And so the second garment I want to look at is the garment of righteous acts or right works in God. Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship. The body of Christ, the church, is God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. We are to be the work of God's hands. If God is truly building us, then we will be in the sanctificational process on the inside. And we will also be doing these righteous works, these righteous acts, uh, centered, anchored, inspired, and led and empowered all by the Holy Spirit. And there are works that God has prepared before the foundations of the earth that we are to be living in and accomplishing while we are here on earth, which is all part of what it means to be his bride, his co-laborer, his co-heir. Revelation 22:12 Behold, I Jesus am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. God is expecting us to accomplish the works that He has already prepared for us to do. And we will be doing those works if, in fact, He is building us. He is the builder of humanity, the church. He, not us. And so, if He builds us, we will live a kind of life in accordance and in alignment to the building work where we will live out all the outcomes of truth that God has established. We will know this life within us and this life will be expressed through us. And it is essential that we grasp the magnitude of what the Spirit is revealing. And questions like, "Well, what are these good works which we have been created to accomplish, which is our fine linen garment? These are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves because it's not any works. It's not our initiative works. It's not what we think we should be doing because we look at other people. We need to know what these righteous acts are in alignment to God. And it's important to note that only those who do these good works, uh, these righteous works, these righteous acts, will in fact receive this bridal garment. Not everyone is going to be the bride of Christ because not everybody lives a faithful and obedient life to Christ where God is changing them on the inside and through them, they are doing these works. We're all being invited to. So we've all been invited to be the bride of Christ. We've all been betrothed to be the bride of Christ, but it's our faithfulness and our obedience and our allowing the Holy Spirit to build us is in relation to whether we in fact will actually be this bride. So what are these righteous acts or works of the saints? And once again, it's really important to note that these righteous acts are defined by two parts. There is the righteous act of fellowship, and then there is the righteous acts of function, and they all must be anchored, inspired, Led and empowered by the Spirit. So I want to look at what the righteous works or the righteous acts of fellowship is. And I'm going to give you three with three scriptures to go along with that. The first one is to believe who he is. The first righteous work or act of the bride of fellowship is to believe who he is. This is why Jesus said, who do you say I am. John 6 29, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. That you believe in him whom he has sent. Not just having a mental agreement, but having a living conviction of the heart where the word of God pierces and penetrates. Our inner realm and we carry now a living spiritual conviction, a deep knowing in the inner recesses of our being that who he is is who he is. And then our lives reflect the reality of who he is because we move towards that greater dimension of lordship because we're knowing him as the Messiah, as God himself. We are not talking about a mental belief through human learning that fills our mind with information, but does nothing to build or change or empowers us to live differently. The second word is to believe in what he says, to believe in what he says. Once again, to have a living, piercing, penetrating conviction of what Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Lord Says John 14:10, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? He's challenging them by what he's saying. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Do we believe that? Do we believe when Jesus says, You know, if you die, you don't really die? Physical death is a, just a stepping stone to home. It's where we go back. So when you die, you don't die. Do we believe in what Jesus actually says? That's the second work of fellowship. And the third work of fellowship is to believe, to carry a living, penetrative conviction in what he does. John fourteen eleven. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me otherwise believe of the works themselves so he's saying look if you don't believe who i am and you don't believe what i say then believe the works that i do they are evidence that the father is in me and i am in the father so those are the three functioning or sorry the three fellowship works the righteous acts of uh, the saints now what are the righteous acts or works of that are of function. Well, I want to give you three of these as well. It's about threes today. Three is an awesome number. And so there are these external works that come and flow out of fellowship with God, but they are functional. They're an external expression of the bride of Christ. The first one, of course, is to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mark 12, 28 to 30. Jesus answered, the foremost is, oh, uh, the uh, he said, what is the commandment is foremost of all? And you shall love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind and strength. And so the great commandment uh, is the first work, the first righteous work. And of course, we need to be changed on the inside to be able to live this out because it's a spiritual commandment. We cannot love God uh, like this out of our flesh. The second one is to love humanity, to love every single person uh, the way God does, because we have received the love of God, not just know God loves us. We've received God's love on the inside of us because he's building us and we're able to love exactly as Jesus Christ did. And we're growing in that love being perfected in love. So we walk in the manner in which He walked, which is love. We fulfill the law of Christ, which is to love our neighbor as ourselves. That is impossible in our own ability. But if we are entering into the true process of being made ready as His bride, we will be able to. And there are no excuses. John 13, 34, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, also love one another. There it is, right there. It's a command. It's a command that we love uh, the brethren, that we love the lost the way. Jesus Christ love, a love with patience and kindness and gentleness, a love that holds no account of wrong, it's not jealous, it doesn't think of itself, it endures all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it bears all things for all people. And it's not defined by relationship with people. It's not like you love your wife more than you love the stranger because the love of God is in you and He has no favorites and He does not separate. Uh, through relationship he just loves people because he is love and love never fails to love so that's the second work which is functional but comes out of fellowship and the third is to demonstrate the wisdom of God Uh, the physical manifestation of the power of God coming through us uh, let me read you a couple of those scriptures. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen to 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is not to be done through our human strength. This is all done through God's power, His love, His life working in and through us because he is making us ready as a bride. These are the the garments that you're going to be given if you live this life out as his bride. And if you don't, then unfortunately we won't. Uh, All of these righteous acts or works, whether of fellowship or function, are accomplished by faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what makes them a righteous work or a righteous act. They are accomplished by faith, not flesh. Hebrews 11, 32 to 33. And what shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises and shut the mouths of lions. All done. By faith in God. Anything less than this, it's a work of the flesh, which is demonic. And now how good, no matter how good it might be, it's still a work of the flesh. And if it's come from our initiative, then it's just burnt up at the judgment seat and it is worth nothing. And we must understand this fleshly works, no matter how good they are. If they are not inspired by God, anchored, centered, led and empowered by God, they will all be burnt up at the judgment seat because it has not come from God himself by faith in his son. They have come from the flesh. And it is critical. It's essential that we grasp this reality that all these righteous works, all these righteous acts that I've mentioned come by faith. Because the bride of Christ is living from faith and in faith in Jesus Christ. Because she is allowing him to build her. She is the workmanship of his hands. And out of her is coming this ability to demonstrate this eternal kingdom wisdom of love, of life, and of power. All done through the Holy Spirit. Being an imitator of Jesus, an imitator of Paul, because the bride is in the very same person that Paul was and Jesus was called God himself. And so I pray this is encouraging you. I pray it's maybe apprehending some of uh, your ways of being and it's helping you grasp the magnitude of this entire reality. And in part 10, we're going to look at why these righteous works are the evidence of of us being ready. So some questions to grapple with uh, before I put out uh, part 10. What has been your understanding of the fine linen garment to date? How important is our fellowship with God when it comes to these righteous works or acts and why? What is it that makes a righteous act or work and not just a good work so important? And why is it so important? And why is it critical we are accomplishing these righteous acts in our lives today? Take care. If you want to drop me a line and wrestle with this stuff with me? I'd love to do that. Outside of that, we'll see you soon.